everyone welcome back to three girls one gate episode two it is just me here today what in the jesse from little mix leaving the group and going on a solo tour is going on right now i don't know but we're here today i'm gonna sell my bit sell tell my big fat gay story so buckle up let's get deep let's get personal but also let's not be too serious with it let's just see what happens Right, disclaimer time. We're just a group of friends here for a laugh with a few too many opinions. We are not actually trained to give any advice. But we're going to give it anyway. But in all seriousness, if you are struggling, please seek professional advice. All right, let's crack on. And hope you enjoy our podcast. Woo! Woo! So, I mean, I'm not entirely sure where to start. It feels very weird doing this solo and not having the girls to kind of, you know, get the conversation flowing. I'm not actually sure how I'm going to fill a whole section. It might be more difficult than I thought. But I can talk for England, so I'm sure I'll survive. Um, Maybe let's just start at the beginning. Um, So, I've always kind of... Oh, hang on. Maybe I should address the elephant in the room. Not the elephant in the room. Maybe I just start by saying it's Pride Month. This is why I thought it was a good idea to talk about my big fat gay story and talk about all my experiences being gay as, you know, as my story has gone on so far. Um, Because I do think that it's like, I underestimate how much of like a challenge it can be sometimes. And I'm not for one second saying I'm the most clued up LGBTQ plus member in the entire world. I'm really, really not. And there are a lot of things that I should know and need to still learn. And um, it's a process that, I mean, I'm sure I will figure out along the way. But I just wanted to tell my story just because I don't, I think we have a few gay listeners seen as gays in the title. And I think it'd be interesting to um talk about my experiences see what people can relate to and not relate to blah 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 so let's start at the beginning i knew that i was gay from a very very early age like well maybe not actually i probably didn't call it that i just knew that i didn't like have any attraction towards girls it was very like I remember fancying this, like, older boy at theatre school or, like, fancying, like, the cool boys at school when we was at primary school. Like, that was just always a thing that I'd, like, gone through. And then I think when I went to secondary school, out of pure fear and protecting myself, I kind of, like, ran away from that a little bit and, like, didn't really fancy anyone at secondary school, maybe because I'd kind of taught myself out of that and was very, um, like, a lone ranger, I suppose. And I was just living in my own little world. Um... I think one of the main things about coming out is coming out to yourself, which is a bit of a process, like, in itself before you actually have to come out to everybody else. And I think I did, I think I probably came out to myself when I was about 15, 16, and I was like, okay, this is the truth. At some point, I'm going to have to say it. And, like, I'd kind of always known, but I just kind of like, okay, it's just a secret, but now I'm like, no, no, I'm, like, I, I need to say it. So it's just, like, I'd wrote a date in my diary and said, like, this is the day I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it in the calendar. And then, like, the day would come around, I'd be like, oh, we'll push it back a month. Or we'll push it back two months. I'm too scared. Um, so, yeah, that was a bit of a weird situation. But I probably came out then. And then I didn't end up actually coming out to, like, my th- friends and family until I was 19, which is a shocker because 
I mean, it was pretty obvious, and that was kind of the reaction that I got from everybody, but, like, it was obvious that I was, but it was just, like, the thing was, I didn't need to say it, because, like, when you're at secondary school, like, as you're, like, growing up, so, like, year seven, year eight, year nine, everybody's like, oh, are you gay? Like, you know, at primary school, it was, are you a boy or a girl? And that's just the fucking dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life, but anyway, as you get older, it's like, are you gay, you're not gay, ask you inappropriate questions about you and blah, blah, blah. Um, but as I got old, so I'd say when I, started, when I got to like year 10, year 11, year 12, year 13, like everybody had just accepted that I either wasn't, hadn't said it or was, or wasn't. And either way, no one really gave a fuck and everyone just kind of let me live my life at that point. And I was just doing what I was doing and just like living my best life, to be honest. Um, and that's when I'd kind of come out to myself because I think before that point, I was just in like protection mode. Like I'm not, like leave me alone. I'm not. Do you know what I mean? Um, so when I was, like, free to, like, kind of figure things out, that's when I did. And um, I think because I got so comfortable in this idea that, like, I didn't need to come out, like, everybody kind of figured out, like, didn't really care, that I was like, I don't really need to put myself through this fucking stress. Um, but, yeah, in the end, I came out as 19. It was actually, I was watching Made in Chelsea, and I said to myself, right, on the next advert... I'm going to write out a message to my mum, my dad and my sister. I'm just going to send it. It was actually, the funniest thing is it was on the, I was like, I, I want to be openly gay for my birthday. So I wanted to, my birthday's the 10th of September and I decided to do it on the 4th of September. And the one thing that swayed me was that it was Beyonce's birthday. And I was like, that is just a fucking funny story to tell people that I came out on fucking Beyonce's birthday as if there's a more gay thing that could possibly happen in life. So like, that was kind of what convinced me to decide on that day. And then um, I wrote out a message and didn't end up sending it. I was like, I was too, I'm too scared, I'm too scared. And I was like, right, I'll do it on the next advert. So I watched the next section, watching the whole of fucking main Chelsea, like, basically having a fucking anxiety attack. Like, oh my God, I'm too scared, blah, blah, blah. And then, it's actually a really traumatic process, to be honest. And I keep seeing TikToks of people being like, coming out is literally a trauma in itself. And I don't actually think I've ever recognised that. Like, it is actually an awful experience that you have to go through. And I wish that one day it's just, like, not a thing. Um... And you just kind of figure out who you are as you grow older. And people are just so much more free to figure out their sexuality at their own pace. Um, but yeah, on the second advert, I sent the message. Uh, my mum was upstairs and my sister was at my dad's house with my dad. So I thought, this is the perfect time. Like, it's just me and my mum in the house. Let's just do it. So, um, I, I honestly can't remember it was so long ago now. Like, what, four years ago? And then... My mum came downstairs and was like, oh, like laughing. She was literally laughing. She was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, it was just funny. Like, we were just laughing and we cuddled. And like, I was just like, I was one of those people that like didn't want to cry. But I was like literally crying inside like of happiness. But like, I just didn't want to cry out loud. Um, it was a really like, happy moment. Like, it wasn't anything nasty. It was, I couldn't have asked for anything more. And then like, I spoke to my sister. My sister was like, oh, like... I can't even remember what my sister said. I think she was like, oh, cool, Sam. Like, my, I knew my sister would not be out at all. Like, I, but that's the thing with my sister. I wasn't even concerned about her one tiny, tiny bit. I was like, I literally don't give a shit. Like, I know she's going to be fine with it. And obviously she was. And then she was texting me saying that my dad had, like, cried. And I was like, oh, bless him. Like, he must be so... Like, I was, like, thinking the worst. And my sister was like, no, he's literally crying because he feels so sad that, like... I've held on to the secret for so long and like he just feels like a relief that I finally said it which was such a nice feeling of like first of all acceptance but second that I have an understanding that he understood that this was a big deal and that it was a big secret that I've been carrying for so long so 
yeah and obviously then he texted me and was like sent a lovely message and like, everyone was lovely and then I like would text like I don't know who I messaged then I think like I said I kind of left the nuns and granddads to my dad to like you can tell them that I don't want to really have to do that um I spoke to I then because I was it was my birthday I had like a group Facebook event um and I thought well everybody's there that I'm friends with that I'm going to go out why not just put in this Facebook event hi I'm gay and obviously it was a big spiel. It was like, I'm still, this, this is the same sort of thing, my thing was in the message. Like, I'm still the same person. I'm still me. But like, this is blah, blah, blah. Like all the things that you don't even have to say, but you just say it to just put your own mind at ease, I suppose. Um, so yeah, I put it in this group chat and everyone was so lovely. And my, my friend Liv, Liv Wardell, hi, if you're listening, she definitely listens. She's a podcast lover. She was like, said to me, I genuinely, everybody else was like, not shocked. It was like, they saw it coming a miles off. Liv was like, I was genuinely shocked. I had heard this conversation, is he gay, is he not gay, for so long that I genuinely believed that he was like an asexual person that just wasn't attracted to anyone. And he just, she just believed me when I said I wasn't, which was just, I mean, quite naive, but like cute. Um, but yeah, so everyone was so, so lovely that I couldn't have honestly asked for any more than that. Um, my advice in terms of coming out I would say, um, from my, from my personal experience, do it sooner rather than later. But that was because I was so lucky and like, obviously so many people are just not that lucky and in their environments and their family and their friends, it just might not be an easy, smooth ride like it was for me. But, um, my regret is not doing it sooner because I think that once you come out, it does actually come with a lot of baggage that I didn't realise. And I think if I'd have been younger, I could have grown. It kind of felt like I was experiencing this, like, growing up and boys and blah, blah, blah at the same, at the age that, what, like, four or five years later than everybody else at school was when I was just in my own little world of defending myself and not really allowing myself to be attracted to anybody. So it just set me back quite a bit because I was just, like, everything just became slower and everything came at a later date and everything was like you know all, all like my experiences were a lot later than everybody else's and it just kind of happened that way because because of the way society is and the fact that I had to come out like it's so fucking dumb when I think about it but like it was what it was so I suppose my advice is do it and like I think for me I think it's important for me to say my personal story I didn't feel in the moment I did like, because it was such an amazing experience and everyone was so lovely, I felt that freedom and like, oh my God, I can finally be myself. But it didn't last that long, I'm being completely honest. I felt that it actually came with a lot of pressure that I didn't know it would. Um, Like I was just talking about, it came with all that insecurity that I'd never felt before because I wasn't asked what anybody thought, what the girls thought, what the boys thought, because I didn't give a fuck, because I wasn't trying to impress and I wasn't trying to attract anybody. So I was just living my life so authentically, like just being... Oh, I just burped, sorry. Just living my life how I wanted to live it. So when I, like, came out, it came with a lot of, like, insecurity. Like I said, like, I felt insecure. I felt like I compared myself. When I went to uni, obviously, that was, like, a week after I came out. So it was a lot of change in a very, very short period of time. Um, But it was, like, I felt insecure. I felt like I was comparing myself to other gay boys that I'd met at uni. And it was like, do I need to be more, sh- like, straight acting? Do I, need me to be, do I need to be more masculine? Like, or am I am I too gay? Am I not gay enough? Am I ugly? Am I pretty? Like, I just didn't know where I fit. And, like, it was just an honest, like, it was such a, a journey, which is why 
in my opinion, I think it would have been a lot easier if I'd have come out sooner so I could have experienced those things whilst I was still at school at the same sort of pace as everybody else. Whereas I had that a lot later in life, so it really set me back. Um, I think that uh, coming out is, like I said earlier, a bit of a traumatic, intense experience that honestly has, like, shaped me as a human being. Like, I know that sounds quite crazy, but um, I think that the idea of just like questioning who you are is just crazy and it's an ongoing thing that I just think that it's going to take me a long time to kind of put up with. I um, recently, well not recently, it was quite a while ago actually, I did a YouTube video on my own personal YouTube account. I've actually deleted all those videos now. I well, not deleted, like put them on private. I just got a bit insecure about it. But anyway, um, I did this video and it was basically me having a, a, a literal breakdown in my car. Like, I just don't know who I am. I don't know where I fit. Like, I just feel stuck. I just feel like, I just felt really, really sad in all honesty. And um, I'm still not 100%, but I'm on on a very productive I'm going to say a productive journey in terms of making myself feel better I recently god this is a bit deep we're getting a bit deep on the podcast today um I've recently started counseling which has honestly been the best decision I've ever made in my entire life and and I look back at that YouTube video and cringe so much that and I always was like oh like that's so intense like why did I do that Ugh, like cringe why did I put my feelings out there for everybody to see but like, I'm so glad that I did it because if I didn't do it People that needed to see that and see the the my feelings that I was going through, like people like my mum, for example, she saw the video, which then encouraged a conversation that we would have never have had, which then encouraged me to start my counselling and blah, blah, blah. So it was, and what I wanted with the video was I wanted to be held accountable. I wanted to hold myself accountable and be like, if I am going to put this out on the internet and say I feel shit, then in a year's time, I want to look back at that video and be a different fucking person. Because if I don't, if I just keep these feelings all to myself, no one can hold me accountable. Nobody can be like, you need to get yourself together. And like, I just couldn't, I just, I don't know why I did it. I just needed some kind of release, I think. And so I've started counselling. It's been a crazy journey. I've learned so many things about myself. Um, it has been, it's been an intense period i'm not gonna lie there's been some sessions that have been like when you leave it and you're like your jaws on the floor like you've had the biggest realization it feels so positive and then sometimes i leave it and i'm like oh my god i just feel drained like it's it's a crazy up and down experience but like i said one of the best things i've ever done and anybody that's out there that's struggling in any way shape or form i think i could not recommend going to a see a counselor or therapist or whatever you want to call it i couldn't recommend it enough and and i had this crazy guilt when i first started i was like i'm not like I'm not deserving of being here. Like, this is how I felt. I was like, I'm not, like, that ill. I'm not that sad. I'm not that anxious that I need this more than somebody else. And I was like, there's already somebody out there that needs this more than me. And I feel like I'm taking up somebody's spot. And I spoke to my counsellor about it. And she was like, we've had weeks of conversations. And the things that you are feeling are very, very valid to the things that you've been through and the trauma you've gone through in your life. And it's like, you are so in denial about your own feelings. But also you could come in here and be the happiest person in the world and be on cloud nine. You should still go and see a therapist or still go see a counsellor if it's accessible to you because obviously it's fucking expensive, which is another thing that is just crazy. Um, like, you should go and see one because you should, if you're feeling happy, then you should make sure you maintain that happiness. And it's just like, a, it's like going to the gym. Like, it's a good idea for people. Um, but yeah, so I started the counselling and one of the main things I'm trying to work on is just figuring out who I am. And when I released that YouTube video... 
a friend from uni messaged and sent me this quote, which was honestly like such an eye-opening quote. And I don't really get that very often. These quotes to me are just like, ugh, okay. But this one just like really spoke to me. Um, was it a quote? Was it a tweet? I can't remember. It was something like, I've got it written down, right? Let me find it. So, queer people don't grow up as ourselves. We grow up playing a version of ourselves that sacrifices authenticity to minimise humiliation and prejudice. The massive task of our adult lives is to unpick which parts of us are truly us and which parts we've created to protect us and I was like oh like that spoke to me on a crazy level like that is that is me like I don't know who I am because I don't I honestly don't and like this is quite a funny comparison actually I remember Gemma Collins saying on some I don't know if it was on like Tawi I don't know she said something about how she has like her alter ego and she feels like there's one version of her which is like Gemma and then there's this other version of her, which is like the GC. And I know it's funny because it's not, I'm not fucking GC. But like, I do think that I have two versions of me. And like, one is like very chill. And one is so extrovert and like a big character and the loudest person in the room that I don't, I don't think that either of the, I don't want, I don't relate in the sense that I think I've got an alter ego. I think they are both me. I just don't know which parts are like truly to my core me. I don't know which parts are, like, the the bits of me that are, like, that I really cherish and value as much. Like, I just don't know. And, like, in different settings, I'm a different person. And I can't figure out which bits are me and which ones are not. But I, I know who I... And that was one of my things in the YouTube video. Like, it's like I don't know who I am. I do know who I am. I know who, what my morals are. I know, like, where my loyalty lies. And I know that I'm a good person. And, and like, I know all these things. But, like... It's just that there's some things that I just can't quite click together. And hopefully, continuing to go into counselling, that'll be something that I can figure out. Um, But it's not all doom and gloom, guys. For, like, the first time ever, I'm really starting to feel proud to be me. This is probably the first Pride Month where, like, I've been, like, I am actually, like, proud to be a gay person. Like, I'm not going to lie, for the past however many years, it's just been something that I just haven't felt comfortable with or accepted. I just haven't felt comfortable in it which is honestly an internal thing I don't think it's really anything that anybody else has made me feel that I'm like consciously aware of it maybe might have been a subconscious thing but yeah it's not something that like but I definitely feel like I'm really starting to just benefit my life in so many ways by making changes that benefit my mental health and prioritizing like what is truly truly important to me and just like minimize all the bullshit of life like, all the stupid, ridiculous things that, like, I've got, like, that I've really started to pick up on now. Like, I've got bigger fish to fry. Like, fuck off. Like, fuck off out of my face. Like, I've got too much shit to deal with without you complaining. Like, go away from me. And I think one of the, actually, funny, one of the biggest things that I've learned from therapy and counselling, um, or whatever you want to call it, um, I think one of my biggest lessons is that like, your life is made up of habits, especially for someone like me, and I'm sure a lot of people in Lincoln, I don't know who's listening, but, like, a lot of people from our hometown, we've all grown up here, we've all grown up in the same town, I'm sure there's plenty of people that feel like this, with the same group of friends, doing the same shit, in the same friendship circles, going to the same bar, being around the same people, and you create these habits that formulate your personality. And it's not necessarily a good thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. If you're comfortable in it, then that's your life and that's that's good for you. But for me, I don't want that. I don't want to be that. And 
Um, I don't know. I don't want to be confined to this town. I don't want... I don't want a mortgage or a dog or a baby or like... And if you do, that's completely fine. But right now, that's not on the cards for me. And I think that that's a pressure that everybody feels, not just gay people. But like, for me... I just want to break some of these habits. So, like, I've started making decisions that really do benefit me and putting myself first above friendships, above certain relationships, family, like, whatever it is. Like, I come first from now on. And if that makes me a selfish prick, then okay. I will be a selfish prick. I don't really give a fuck. So, like, that is just what I'm doing. And that's honestly been the most beneficial thing to me ever. And I've really worked on a lot of friendships relationships and, and I just feel like I'm really starting to move I don't I'm not there yet but I'm definitely starting to move in the right direction and things are starting to be really good for me in all honesty um I don't know what direction my life is going right now I'm in a very indis I'm a very incisive point about me and exploring who I am feminine energy masculine energy whether I'm super gay, not gay, well, I'm definitely gay, don't know why I said not gay, like, you know what I'm trying to say, I'm just, like, trying to figure me out, and it's a bit of a process, uh, I also don't know where I want to go in life in terms of, like, career or whatever, like, that's a different conversation, I'm just very indecisive in general, and I just, my life is pointed in so many different directions, and I have so many things that I want to do, and one of them people that want to do everything, and what a, a, um, fortune teller once said to me that, like, you're just going to do a bit of everything, and, like, that's ideal to me, because I don't want to settle for one job, like, I want to dib-dab in everything, like, I'm just not a very decisive person, so I just need to make a first step in one direction, that's why, oh, that's what makes you beautiful, one direction, uh, sorry, I just need to make a, a step in one direction, and, and I'm just trying to figure out what that step is right now, in all honesty, so, I mean, have I spoken about being gay that much? This is called my big fat gay story. I feel like I have. Um, I just think the main thing that I want to reiterate to anyone that's listening that is gay, or in fact, also to people that aren't gay, is that being gay is a is a definite... It's a lot. Like, it's not... I think that people are, oh, it's accepted now, and, like, it's not that deep, and blah, blah, blah. Like, everyone's... They are willing and kind and nice to your face. And I think, so this is for the allies out there, the girls, the boys, whoever's friends with a gay person, whether they're a gay, gay or a lesbian or whatever, any any part of the, the community. I think that all we can ask is that you have our backs all the time, not when we're around. Like if, if your boyfriend or your friend of a friend has any sort of negative, homophobic, weird comment to make, call that bullshit out. And if you don't, then you're not my friend. You're not my friend at all. So, like, that is important. That's really important. And for gay people, I just think, just, I don't really know. I feel like I'm not really qualified to give advice because I'm not there myself yet. That's probably how I feel, in all honesty. But I just think that being honest with yourself and um, exploring who you are is really important because, obviously, like I've said about that quote, like, your your character, I mean, it not, might not be every gay person, but I think it's a lot of them that, like, your character is built on this idea of protecting yourself and minimising, what was it? Minimising uh, humiliation and prejudice. You're, you're focused on trying to just get through life and as you get older, you start on picking that, like, I don't just want to get through life. I want to fucking live my life. I want to shake my ass on a yacht in a thong. You know? That's how I feel. So... 
Um, yeah, I think that might be the end of the episode, in all honesty. I don't really know what else to talk about. I've been talking a lot of shit. And I feel like I did that quite well. Just talking and seeing what happened and just keep seeing what came out of my mouth. But thank you guys so much for listening. Um, please follow all our social channels at 3 Girls one gay on Instagram, on TikTok, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're doing a weekly vlog on there, which is really doing quite well, actually. People are enjoying those. So maybe get involved. Um... Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or I don't know what you do on Spotify. Then you give it a little love heart or whatever. Just send us some love, basically. Um, thank you so much for watching and listening to my big fat gay story. And I will um, see you guys. We're doing it every two weeks now. In case you didn't quite catch that. We're doing it every two weeks. Abby's got shit to do. So we've moved it to every two weeks. And that's that's where it's at so i will see you in a couple of weeks time and we should all be back together i believe i think we're doing it like alternate so one week we're going to do it all together one week we're going to do a solo one i think that's how we're going to be forward so i'll see you guys next not next week the week after with all the girls thanks for watching bye not watching listening cool bye <laughs>